2: This is the Scummy Mummies podcast.
3: Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. Oh, just drinking
2: my tea. Sorry, it's me, Ellie Gibson, professional. That's That's right. (laughs) Don't let me interrupt you. Go on. Yeah, anyway, it's it's me, Ellie Gibson, isn't it? Why? What do you want? All right, we're doing a podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) And today we've got my wonderful trainer, Suzanne. Hello, Suzanne.
3: Hello.
2: Hello. Do you just have the one name, Suzanne, like Cher or Madonna? That's it, Suzanne.
3: Suzanne.
4: Just, yeah, just Suzanne, yeah, I like it, yeah. I'm into it. Is it Keatley or Kitely? Yeah, Keatley. Okay, so that's yeah.
3: why I didn't say her last name because I didn't want to fuck it up. I've only ever known you as Suzanne.
4: Yeah, Suzanne Keatley, really Irish name. Ooh, mm. you can't tell from your accent, no. really.
0: <laughs> <She's>
3: <laughs> my got hair. flaming red hair, lots and of skin. freckles. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and one of the things we wanted to talk about is fitness, mental yep. health, staying strong. So this is going to be the theme of the podcast is staying strong with Suzanne. Mm. <laughs> I've been lifting fucking heavy weights. Oh, I'm yeah. very
2: impressed, mate. I, oh, honestly.
3: It's a really, it's been an absolute joy. And so every week I go along, sometimes I'm hungover, sometimes I'm not. Yeah. Sometimes I tell her <laughs> disgusting stories about my sex life. And then uh, we lift a lot of heavy weights. It's been a lovely time. Yeah. Well, it yeah. sounds like my been... life with you, except I don't have to lift any
2: fucking weights. Yeah, so, exactly right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you can you can get together afterwards and complain about me. Um, but um, I thought it would be really good because I think that's the hardest thing when we did the lockdown before, is just kind of staying motivated and
2: also your mental health is a bit fucked, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, how was how that for you as, as a personal trainer? How did you survive lockdown?
4: Yeah, probably the same as most people went into like complete shock and panic and thought business like everybody with work and it all kind of yeah went to shit overnight so it was about yeah trying to keep keep saying I didn't do a very good job of it because I was spending so much time trying to trying to get everybody else um, sorted and I am one of those people that I'm going to talk about like lots of my members that puts everybody else first and puts work first and kids first and Uh, Yeah, so it's kind of my own personal battle to keep myself sane this time around, as well as uh, Mm. keep everything else happening and running.
2: What are your strategies this time? What have you learned from the first disaster?
4: (laughs) (laughs) To, um, yeah, not put everything else first and actually just carve out, even if it's an hour a day um to carve out that hour and if that's lifting weight if that's going for a walk if that's going for a run having if that's a wank yeah having a wank or, or a meditating but yeah and it's the thing that we talk about loads in, in the hub is just trying to um yeah prioritize and take that time for yourself Mm. Well,
2: let's talk about The Hub. Let's get into the nub of The Hub, Suzanne. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Tell me about your hub. (laughs) So The Hub is this really, really awesome space in Broccoli and in London. And um, yeah, it's women only. And just because it's women only makes it a really nice, calm atmosphere where, yeah, people are just kind to each other. We have women of all kind of sorts, ages, people. Ethnic backgrounds, mix of sizes, shapes and careers and everything else, which makes life really interesting and and fun. When When did you set it up? Yeah, so we set it up in, I set it up in 2000, left teaching when I was 2015, set up the hub probably about a year after that and, or three months after that. And then we moved to the bigger space, yeah, in 2017. So we opened the hub in April, the same day as I'd had my first insemination for Zayden, um, Actually, no. That was the unsuccessful one, sorry. <laughs> so it was the same day that I had IVF insemination that we set up, and the you know the nurses were like, Are "You going home to rest now," and we were like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, so yeah." yeah. Like the party of that. Yeah. and yeah. So it was um, good fun, but.
3: So yeah, so your journey into motherhood and starting a business all started at the
2: same time because you just Mm. like being busy all the
4: time, Mm -hmm. Suzanne.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I don't want to
2: rest. (laughs) And were you clear from the start, you definitely wanted it to be a women-only thing?
4: Yeah, well, I'd started um, personal training and trained a couple of women and a couple of men. And it was just, I just had a nicer time training the women because they just did what I was told them to do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Without an ego and without any issues and um, yeah it just made sense but I'd also come from teaching uh, like PE and sport in a girls school Um, and there's a lot so there's a lot of grounding around it in terms of like just getting women to like really enjoy what they're doing um, and feel comfortable and it was the Mm. same with teenage girls it was like yeah they were hitting a point in their life where they were like I don't want to do this I don't want to put on PE kit or run around and it was like okay let's just Yeah, Yeah. take labels off stuff and just have a nice time and find the thing you like doing, whether that's lifting weights, trampolining, dancing, running after a ball, whatever it is.
2: Oh, oh, I like that, because, yeah, I, I was not a sporty teenager or child or anything. I mean, I'm not now, but, like, yeah, no, I was definitely a squirrel. I was definitely like, no, fine, I'll be wing defence, just fucking leave yeah. me alone. I don't <laughs> want to touch the ball. I'm not interested. Yeah, yeah it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Now I've got my period again. <laughs> but that's interesting, that thing of, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, for someone maybe who's got teenage kids and they're not into sport, how do you motivate, teen- I mean, to do fucking anything? Never mind exercise. <laughs> get out of the
4: fucking that's house. Yeah. Jeez. Well, at that time, I remember just, like, um like listen, Like, girls have the same issues that we have now like you might not want to go to a gym or you might not want to go for a run and that's fair enough isn't it it's a bit like okay just tell me what you want to do and then we'll create a curriculum around that basically and then it was different ages and, and different things trampolining kids loved mm. they just they did lean into that a lot a lot so we did a lot of trampolining mm. yeah just finding the thing you like and it's the same In the hub, like Helen, you lift heavy weights there. Yeah. A lot of upper body stuff because that's the stuff that makes you feel really good. Yeah, it does. And and gives you that buzz and gives you that, you know, thing that you need when you leave leave the space. So, yeah, same with teenagers. Mm. What
2: if you like lying down eating lasagna? (laughs) (laughs) Is
4: that a sport? You you became the photographer in that session. session. Here's a camera. You're going to do the analysis sheets and all that kind of stuff. So it was kind of getting on the good side of them as well and just kind of getting them to trust us. Um, as, as a team of teachers and yeah just like listening to them and understanding them really
3: that's so different because i've I, I do another podcast called fat lot of good and so many so many women i've interviewed have seen the root of their <laughs> yeah the root of their self-esteem or their problems with sport or whatever has been a shit pe teacher yeah. And and they felt shamed or that they were always picked last or so those those sort of experiences are so fundamental about how we our relationship with sport but also our relationship with our bodies because yeah. it's in those those sort of lineups where you know you're getting changed. So it might be for the first time you start looking at other people's I was gonna say you're looking at other people's bushes. <laughs> 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 I do remember that in the change yeah, room actually. That was the first it. the first time someone oh, I was <laughs> the first girl in my class to get pubic hair and I remember going into the swimming changing rooms in PE like and they went, Helen's got a bush, Helen's got a bush, look at her bush. <laughs> and it was so like, oh my God, that was such a big thing. And then it just became a, a you know, I had a bush, yeah. you know, an early bush.
4: Um, but and yeah, it, I think, yeah, yeah it, was, it was the same for me. Like I was a sporty teenager. I played loads of sport and that was great. But bring me into the changing rooms and I was mortified and, you yeah. know, really embarrassed about my body and all of that kind of stuff. So we had a basketball match one day and we were all getting changed and the girls were all in the shower. And I was like, I'm going to wait till last... And I'm going to leave the towel around me and I'll whip it off last second and I'll sprint into the shower. Yeah. And as I was taking out to sprint across the changing rooms, I slipped and fell on my ass completely naked. And I was like, I think I was about 15 years of age. Oh. Um, so yeah, that was pretty mortifying. But yeah, mm. same thing. So although I might have been sporty, and actually, teachers, are, you know, at the time, they do have P teachers have a bad reputation. Mm. So it was about changing that as well and just going, actually, we're. Nice, normal people, too. So you're not a shouty
2: PE teacher? That's not your... No, no, never. uh,
4: Tried not to be, anyway. Yeah. you know, Mm. just tried to kind of be kind. And, uh, yeah. There was times we had to shout.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Get back here! What are you going to do? Do you know what I mean? We've all met children. Of course there's times you have to bloody shout. Oh, my God! Uh,
3: Yeah. Yeah, because, like, you know, you grew up in Ireland in, like, the 80s and 90s. What was that kind of like in terms of your... You know, the perception of women in sport and things like yeah. that. Like, was that,
4: a, you know? Um, so, yeah, again, I was bloody lucky because I was in a school where we had brilliant sports teams, and I was mm. then, you know, a brilliant PE teacher. And so in Ireland, we played GAA uh, camogie. Don't know if you've ever heard of camogie. No, no I don't that? know what it's you're like, saying. It's like, a <laughs> it's like um, uh, hurling. So, it's a, it's a bit like. <laughs> I've heard of hurling.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Three bottles of wine last night, yeah. state yeah. of
4: this morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this hurling involves a stick and a ball. Okay, yeah. It's like lacrosse, basically. So I played a lot of that as a kid, and you wear a helmet, and you wear shin pads, and there was a lot of violence involved. Yeah, you've lost me, mate. Um- <laughs> <laughs> going to stay at home in line Sanya, but thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was me as a kid, and, uh, yeah, kind of got me through, got me out of the house. There was seven of us as kids, so... That's anything noisy. to get you through, yeah, yeah, get you out there, and um, just into a field. We had ponies when we were kids. Mainly got from the travellers that passed by on a weekly basis and there was always a ned in the field so um yeah spent a lot of time kind of on ned
3: <laughs> thrown off ned and uh yeah and so you went on to be a PE
4: teacher and then then into personal yep. training um so yeah I started with um in hilly fields in the pissing rain freezing cold middle of winter and Olivia who I'm still really good friends with uh, was my first client there yeah so Amazing. that was it and we we opened a little Um the little hub, which was like three hundred square foot tiny thing that we did I did personal training in for a year. Built up a client base and then in that time was kind of falling in love with strength training myself, kind of got rid of running and swimming and bikes out of my life because I was doing triathlons before that. Yeah, absolutely love strength training. So it was a bit like kind of every woman needs to do this or at least have this as part of their kind of fitness diet. Yeah. And uh yeah, so we went into a bigger space But kept everything kind of small, so even our classes at the time were tiny because we wanted to focus in on individuals rather than just kind of be shouty and (laughs) have people just tell do what they do what we say. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind of bootcampy style is not kind of what we were after. We were after more uh, individualized kind of. Yeah. Cuz you,
3: you see that in the park, especially like in Dulwich Park and things like that. You just see like a man in military fitness go, "God, just run, jump!" Mm. Oh! And that that
2: that scares the shit out of me. Oh, It just, just reminds me of the yeah. police academy films, makes me feel <laughs> I can't be doing with it. I can't. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. And um, why why you mentioned strength training there? Why is that
4: so important? Is it for women specifically? Like why why do we all need to be be doing that? Because I think strength training is part of um it's part of, like it's not the be all and end all. But it's definitely part of what we should and need to be doing. So like I know my granny who, you know, lived till she was 92 was really strong, but she was strong because she was doing stuff in the house, lifting kids and washing and buckets of turf and all that kind of stuff. And I, I do think that part of the reason she lived that long is because she was strong, but she was cardiovascularly fit because when you lift weight, your heart rate goes up and. Your lung capacity increases and it has all the other benefits that come with it. So, yeah, I do feel like the human body needs it. It's not just for women. Um, But there's a women, I guess, uh, it just needs to be a bit different because our bodies are different to men. Mm. Um, we've got pelvic floors that are different to men. Can you, uh, we've can you got... tell
3: everyone what you call the pelvic floor when we're doing it? She calls it, she doesn't call mine specifically, <laughs> the jellyfish.
4: Yeah, the yeah. jellyfish. So the whole concept, <laughs> and I've stolen oh, it from had a somebody cage. else. <laughs>
2: it's impossible isn't it when someone oh, says oh no. clenching oh, away yes. oh up we go up uh,
3: we go up we go I'm lying Sorry, yes. and you go come on
4: think of the jellyfish Helen oh. I'm like I'm like thinking about it <laughs> yeah so the jellyfish kind of and I have to do the hand action as well oh, yeah, I learned that from Jenny Burrell who's an amazing um like postnatal she trains fitness trainers to do this stuff for some reason women come to us and our bombs switch off because they're just not being used enough and uh, upper shoulders and for all the reasons around like current lifestyle you know the body is clever the body kind of shuts off muscles it doesn't need or want to use and then when we go out to move we're moving the muscles that are being used on a daily basis the other ones are not moving as well and then we end up with injuries and pain or being uncomfortable or Mm. tightness or whatever so
3: and I don't uh, like it because I've I've done lots of gyms and yeah, when I go into the gym with blokes, they, they they like to know that they're they like you to know that they're there. Yes. By making big noises, kinda of go, oh, oh, and like there's just not that kind of vibe in, yeah. in the gym you run. But also like I did a class the other day with two other women, they're probably in their fifties and sixties, and we just chatted away about their life stories. One was like a psychotherapist from NHS and and we it was a really warm environment and I didn't feel intimidated and all that sort of stuff, and there is something special about only being women that you don't have that and it's probably triggered from like sport from a million years ago as well but there is a different kind of atmosphere to that definitely but also there's something really confessional like you were saying like so people come to you for obviously lots of different reasons don't they to train yeah and it's not just about getting skinny anymore and i think that's kind of changed a lot in the last probably in a really short amount of time, yeah, that
4: people, lots of talk about it. And, yeah,
3: their relationship with exercise. You know. Yeah, because a
4: lot of women like will come in with the kind of they do. They tell me their stories. We sit for an hour and chat during our consultations, and um, in a lot of cases, women have kind of been through that whole like journey of maybe even being sporty before they had kids, and then they had kids, and then life changed, and they couldn't like just fit stuff in in the same way, and then kids have got older. And then everybody ignores them and they're a bit like, well, now I'm just like the cooking machine and the cleaning machine and the organiser and all that kind of stuff. Um, And they just want, um, well, not that they just want, but I guess just being able to come somewhere and have that space where they can um, be themselves. Like I asked somebody, and you've met her actually, and I said she came for a consultation and it was just a pretty emotional consultation and she was just saying like, um, I said, how do you feel on a scale of one to 10? You know, one being shit and 10 being great. And she was like, I'm at minus six. Um, and so we're starting from there, like with people. Um, mm. Yeah, we've had people in with, like, they've been sick. So a lot of people have been like seriously sick and had surgery. And then they're kind of restarting on a new path. Other people, yeah, like maybe even sick children. And they're just looking for that space to come to, to just have some... Time for themselves, mm. all sorts. Yeah, I think
2: that's what I didn't understand growing up, and one of the reasons I hated sports because I didn't understand that thing about what it does for you yeah. mentally, and yeah, yeah, and that's what I miss because I don't do personal training with you, but I did it with my mate Skip, who uh, <laughs> um, and we were like friends before we worked together, so he I met him through NCT actually, and um, he was like training me for the marathon, and what I liked as well because he's got his own gym, so it was just me and him. And it is a bit... Yeah, it's like seeing a therapist because we would just talk for an hour Mm. like three times a week about all sorts of things. Yeah. But he likes a chat, Skip. Oh, he does. He Um, he doesn't stop talking. He doesn't, yeah. No, which neither do I. So um, (laughs) Sometimes it's just both. Nobody's listening to anyone. It's just talking. One person could leave the room. No one would know. But... um, one of my, my favourite things he would put me on the treadmill and because we were doing the marathon training he would set me quite a hard task like run a mile in I don't know four minutes something like that I can't remember now um, <laughs> okay. yeah. but quite hard and he would do a lot of hills and all of that on the treadmill and so I would get on the treadmill and then he would just begin a monologue <laughs> and then like one of my favourites was about uh, why Beyonce was a great feminist and like I couldn't argue with him or discuss it or off in my opinion I was like, <laughs> and he'd be like do you know what I mean I'd be like <laughs> but it was just the most we just had a real laugh and i can't do it at the moment because my knees are fucked and also a global pandemic oh. but yeah i mean do you feel a bit like a priest like the things <laughs> the things you must hear the, confessions, the yeah. confessions
4: yeah i mean i've met you know helen's come in and you've I told you too all much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it depends um, on the individual as well like some people just want to come in and be quiet and get on with it and and do their thing and that's um and that's fine but it's definitely therapy for me when i train and it's definitely yeah, kind of a form of therapy for a lot of people. You've set up the hub with your wife. Now, what is it like? So you
2: you live with her, obviously. What's <laughs> it like spending all day with one woman <laughs> and then having to do things with them at night as well <laughs> for seven and a half years? What's that like, Suzanne?
3: <laughs> <laughs> She's very nice, very Amber.
4: <laughs> yeah, Amber's... I think we're probably opposite to each other in that Amber's quite outgoing and very kind and sweet and lovely and I'm a bit of the bit like quieter but a bit more kind of, I don't know, like if it's not... You s- made s- yourself sound like a, a bit dreadful
2: more- bitch. You're very yeah. the opposite <laughs> yeah. of that. well woman. <laughs> nice like, yeah, yeah, maybe,
4: maybe. Um, but yeah, we set it up together and um, it was uh, pretty amazing. We had to send Amber off to work because we needed to earn more money. So Amber's actually an occupational therapist and a, a teacher, so she does that and then she works in the hub. Um, as well, but um, yeah, we bounce off each other pretty well, I think we get on okay, yeah, Amber's really happy to be bossed around, so i'll I'll yeah, I can boss her around. I'll <laughs> bust her around, and then she does does all the lovely stuff, and um, yeah, mm-hmm. is amazing, um but the plan is for Amber to come in and work full-time in the business. So he's asked me that in a year's time. and we'll... But what a lot
2: then? So did you have the idea to set up the, the hub and have a child at the same time? Yes, yeah, that's it's
4: that's very, very purposeful. <laughs> well, it all happened very quickly. So when I, um yeah, I met Amber and never thought I'd have children because really? I didn't think it was on the cards really for me. Um, As in you weren't, it wasn't something you were up for? No, or? I just never, I just... Um, was kind of high so I'd been in like a relationship where we basically hid away in a bubble for about six seven years never kind of social did anything mm. and then came out of that and met Amber and was like um Amber the first time we met we knew we got on like we had you know it was good fun was it love at first sight
3: <laughs> did she sweep it was, you up your feet
4: basically it was summer holidays and yeah we met and had a drink at lunchtime mm. oh that always helps basically <laughs> yes and she i just discovered that she drank more than me so that <laughs> really helps as well or as much um and yeah got on like a house on fire from like the the word go so um and actually it was on the that day as well she was like basically do you want kids because if you don't want kids we're not we're not doing this wow that's so I went, great isn't it really direct yeah uh, uh, but yes yes <laughs> I <was doing> <laughs> Of course, of course. Um, yeah, and so it all happened pretty quickly. I knew that, yeah, having children and teaching at the same time wasn't going to be a thing just because I couldn't knew that I couldn't do the seven to seven, Monday to Friday and mm. have a child. And yeah, so something kind of in terms of career-wise, I knew something had to change that way. And then, um, yeah, and then it just kind of all happened. We got engaged within a year. We were married within the kind of two, three year period and then straight into IVF after that <laughs> Yeah, at the same time as having the business. And mm. yeah, so it's all happened basically in the last, for me, in the last seven years. Mm. Yeah. Same Six,
3: with seven, us. There yes. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Your, so you did IVF and mm-hmm. had Zayden and now is Ember. Can we talk about that? Yeah, no, that's yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah.
4: So, um, yeah. So we had two rounds with me that round bing, bing. when, when, yeah, bing, bing. when we set up the, the hub penny. that didn't <laughs> that didn't happen the first time it didn't happen and then we had IVF the second time about three months later because uh, it's pretty hard going on mm. mentally and physically um, with the hormones and so on so um and then when it doesn't work it just, oh, fucking, it's just sickening you know mm. for all the reasons and then um yeah took a break and then went at it again <laughs> and had Zayden um, and now Amber, yeah. So basically, we've, we started IVF about a year ago with Amber, but there's been so much crap in, in between. The whole, like, we'd chosen the sperm for Zayden, like, catalogue job um sounds like Amber, a lovely thing a to lovely
2: do yeah uh, I don't. I, I think it's a shame though I think they missed an opportunity they did doing a catalogue I've heard this before right you get a catalogue yeah. I think they should do like a guess hot guess who board <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah, you just get <laughs> do you want him to have blue eyes yes, yeah. yes, flip, yes. Flip, it's flip, exactly flip. like that
4: yeah. <laughs> and, and Amber is um Amber's father our parents were Muslim from Pakistan so she's got that kind of lovely golden brown skin and then there was me with my white Freckly skin and kind of reddish hair and yeah so we had to I mean, try you, and get yes
2: yeah, so <laughs> you do look quite Irish
4: <laughs> 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 and uh yeah so we had to try and get like this mix so we were like right so if if I have one it has to kind of have a bit of a a bit of a tint in the skin and like to look kind of resemble both of us and then if you have one with the same sperm what's it going to look like so we had to kind of Try and balance ah, that out. It's
3: like mixing colours. like yeah, for never for, for, of that. Uh, <clears throat> for wallpaper yeah. or
4: whatever paint. Yeah, so he's, he's really- so Zayden's come out like pale, pale white skin and blonde curly hair and blue eyes. He wasn't. He was supposed to be dark. So that's gone out the window. But <laughs> either way, the sperm bank has uh, messed up on the whole kind of sperm thing, and we lost that sperm. <gasps> so we couldn't re. Yeah. I've done that. I've lost sperm. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> a
2: nightmare. It's a nightmare. <laughs> So the cons- I told you not to leave it lying around. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, oh yeah. I'll have another look for later. what? what <laughs> <sort of laughs> that bank is this? I know,
4: right? Was so- there a robbery of this bank? <laughs> How can you lose spunk? It was a shocker. It was a shocker. So Fuck. the um, yeah the the guy who signed it over when he did it, he, what was he? Must have probably been twenty-three <laughs> or four years of age.
2: Oh my god! Your yeah.
4: sperm may be at risk if you do not. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a bit like that. And he, they, you sign it off for like a ten-year period to say, yeah, people can use it um or now i think they've changed it to something like 50 years so it got to 10 years and we didn't know that the consent date was running out got to 10 years um amber was having her eggs removed and due to put those eggs with that sperm the next day and the bank were like i'm sorry and we binned it (laughs) the consent ran out we we can't give you that sperm and in the end yeah they, they had to bin it because they couldn't oh, find your man and they, they can't can find him. No, oh, so no. they went through Facebook, seemingly, emails, phone numbers. Well, he's blah, here
2: blah. tonight. So.
4: <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, he's a Pilates instructor, Irish, seemingly. Irish, uh, no, Irish Egyptian. Is he? Uh, Pilates, oh, yeah, wow. so he yeah, so uh, we don't know what happened, but. Anyway. Did you Google Irish Egyptian yeah, Pilates? Yeah, we, we went on, on there, the yeah. hunt. Yeah, we were like, we'll, oh. we'll hire a private investigator and we'll find the fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Will return
2: I polls. will find the father of my child if it fucking kills me and I'll kill him. Yeah. <laughs> because
4: now he will never find him, will you, you? get Liam Neeson on, yeah. it. Right, no. I will little. find yeah. you and yeah. I will get your sperm. <laughs> yeah. I yeah.
2: thought they had to keep, a, the, the kids yeah, now were think... allowed to get in touch with
4: the the, hmm. the biological provider. Is that well, not a thing? Well, obviously that system is flawed somehow because yeah. the sperm bank couldn't Don't get in touch with him. him oh wow. And so Shit. He's
3: changed his email account. He got rid of the Yahoo. <laughs> yeah. He do it anymore. Exactly.
4: <laughs> yeah, so that's a bit messy. Oh, oh wow. So you've got man. to get new new sperm So then we had to choose new sperm So then we were like, Okay, well the baby now needs to look like <laughs> have you got the any other Irish Egyptian <laughs> <laughs> instructions? Yeah. Yeah. Please. <laughs> um yeah, so we kind of we went a bit. I think port. I don't even know in the end what we went to. I was like, I oh, don't. Doesn't matter. Flip, flip, with flip, blonde flip, hair, blue brown. Oh, he's got blue eyes. Yeah, blue <laughs> eyes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So as a partner, like when I had my children, they
3: didn't kind of know what he didn't know what I was going through. But you know what it feels like to be pumped full of hormones and have your fanny jabbed out and all those sort of
4: things. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's also completely different because Amber. You know we did all of that side by side like she was at every appointment like attended absolutely everything but now we've got um a little boy and he you can't yeah this that. is your so, second child yeah, yeah. yeah different. so yeah. life is different and amber goes to all the appointments on her own and does kind of yeah so it's a bit messier if you like um, yeah and and i think the hormones hit dif- people differently um mm. so yeah it, they've just thrashed amber and her body and everything um. else so we've had to like yeah just take it Uh, Had to have a break for a while because it hasn't worked a couple of times. And now, yeah, we'll hopefully start again in January. Yeah, that's good. Get Christmas done.
2: Yeah, Let her drink. Let her have a good time. Well, Well, you need the turkey baster for Christmas, don't you? (laughs) Exactly. Rinse it out. Yeah, put a bit of Milton on (laughs) it and then get it back into action, ladies. (laughs) that's right by the way i'm not being deliberately offensive you used the term turkey baster earlier before we recorded so i don't think i did (laughs) you're probably right it's probably me no you're right i I take i take back my apology uh,
4: my explanation it's quite amazing though what they do use it's like yeah like an a needle like that you inject with and then it's Mm. got this long like thin tube and then on the top of it the embryos in this tiny bubble, like you can't see it; it's so small. That's mind then, blowing. Isn't yeah, it? and then the doctor has a pair of super goggles on, mm. and then they go in, and then you can see it through the screen, but in a bubble. Mm. So it's a through bubbles, not the actual thing. Not the
2: what is, why is he got goggles on? What does he think is coming and going to come <laughs> I <guess> out? Because I want to see the end. <laughs>
4: gotta get it in oh, right? like magnifying goggles yeah, so this, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah for his own yeah. protection
2: he's seen a lot of those films where the women squirt the old bath water and oh, he's like, oh yeah. i don't <laughs> like that so embarrassing when that yeah. happens
3: um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so and then you and how was the birth was that was that oh, how, it was was going, how was going how's the going
4: out <laughs> as well as the going in um yeah it was pretty pretty horrendous the lady yeah. was um he was facing the wrong way so he was looking, what way should they be looking at? Oh, it was, was he back to back? He's was back to back. Oh, that, oh. Oh my oh. God. I mean, I, I was two centimetres convinced he was coming out and I was throwing up and yeah. it's awful. The pain is awful. So I was just like, give me all the drugs. Yeah. Everything possible. And then, yeah, 24 hours later, I had an argument with the consultant because I was like, there's nobody else going to examine me. In other words stick mm-hmm. the fingers up yeah. and I was just like nobody's touching me nobody's touching me and they were like okay well we're gonna have to maybe think about a cesarean and um this woman convinced me to have one last examination I didn't feel it Um and then she was like he's he's coming he's coming Aww. in the next hour oh um, wow so yeah he came out uh, an hour later I was Pretty off my face. I don't really remember much Yeah. <laughs> you were like, Oh, he's got an Irish Egyptian <laughs>
2: accent, that's weird. <laughs> like,
4: yeah, yeah. So the breath yeah, it was pretty crap. And I just wanted to stay in hospital actually. I just wanted to kind of be protected by the blue curtains and it was beautiful um year that year it was April and Amber was like, The sun is shining, you need to come outside and I was like, No, I wanna stay in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> um That's yeah but,
2: right. I, i'm not you know, i i cause i yeah i had a back-to-back thing i was thrown up and, and all that mm. but i that, i oh. like a hospital i like feeling like oh, oh it's all you know these people have got like, drugs and knives yeah <laughs> do want to leave <laughs> yeah yeah and
4: if i do something wrong and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. might get a half an hour of sleep around 10 minutes and yeah yeah so he was tiny as well he was five four because he was I, I think i was telling you this that i've got a bicronet uterus Which is... She's got Parker's
2: uterus. She's got two vaginas.
4: No, I don't have two
2: vaginas. (laughs) (laughs) You know your uterus and vagina are different things. (laughs)
3: Oh. fucking hell
4: <laughs>
3: when I checked some saying come over and see my uterus it doesn't seem to work
2: <laughs> sorry no
4: you sorry you say you um, should try that line and no. tell them you've got two vaginas I
2: cannot <laughs> believe like, I mean we have done nearly 200 podcasts but I can't believe that we've had two out of 200 we've had two women with two wombs I, mean, I what are the chances? Well, is that what it is is
4: that well it's a bit so the uterus is heart shaped. I like to right. kind of describe it. That's yeah. more yeah erotic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 And then so it kind of means you got like two horns, and the baby ends up growing in one. Right. Horn okay. And so it's kind of like less space. Ah. Oh. Um. Yeah. There was that, and then I was kind of smallish anyway. Um. And so he was small.
3: Then, but then you then you obviously recovered from that and and, yeah. and got back training. And so you did you go right back into training pretty quickly um,
4: baby on no, the boob and just no, start squatting all the stuff that all the women have stuff right like as yeah, in, yeah I, um, I, I think I was I think with strength training benefits of strength training it's stuff that you don't lose as quickly as like your kind of cardiovascular fitness mm. and so you do have a kind of element of strength that you keep and uh, it's a little bit easier than well it was a bit easier to get back into training but I went to down to the yard to strong as a mother Uh, fitness sessions down there for kind of three four days a week and that's really cool because you can bring your baby along and Mm -hmm. they look after the babies and and actually what they they what they were fantastic at was you know holding holding us back (laughs) because we kind of just assume we can do the things that we used to be able to do and um that's not always the case yeah um and, yeah, my pelvic floor was pretty shot, so it took a long time, and still actually, still is, you know, mm. I still do a little pee pee when I'm squatting. <laughs> <laughs> quite frightened of
3: is doing a wee in front of you
4: Suzanne I don't oh, know don't if anyone have, have people done wees in, in front... front of you you just don't know
2: <laughs> i weed in front of you all the time I know. I've weed in dressing room sinks I've weed oh. backstage into props I've oh. weed by the car yeah. all the all the wee I know yeah, I... nothing to be ashamed of no no it's
3: just you know it's just a mess it's just a mess you have to deal with but, but I think that's one of the things is like that overcoming that because people say, Oh, I can't exercise. I'm going to wet myself, yeah. but actually exercise is going to help. Oh, definitely fix that yeah. again. Yeah. yeah.
4: I mean, we, um, I've, I was doing this um, really cool. This is before I even was pregnant or had a child and uh, we were learning how to do like inter abdominal pressure. So it's this thing when you use your core, I guess you learn it in Pilates as well, but it's that like whole idea of, you know, tension in the core and, um, yeah, doing that with a really professional guy in this kind of whole set up full of males. And yeah, there was a big incident um, where I had a little fart, but there was somebody like right at my head giving me a kettlebell doing something or other. So yeah, these things happen even if you uh, haven't had babies. <laughs> yeah, um, you let it go. Yeah, and it's just, I think it's so normal. So when I, after pregnancy, I had the confidence to then ask women, is there anybody here who, in my sessions, mm. um you know tends to pee themselves and most women will be like yeah yeah Mm. I'm like generally I'll run for the bus or I'll skip or yeah trampolining or third sneeze for me always a third sneeze (laughs) I can
3: do two sneezes and it's a third sneeze yeah I don't even know where the wee comes from (laughs) I can go do like two wees and there'll be like some reserve wee that is just for sneezes that's weird like in my double urethra
4: yeah (laughs)
2: Spare, That's right. spare, um. No, that
4: is your vagina. All, <laughs> All the holes are so confusing. But um. it's normalized and I I think like yeah, so then it's kind of it we normalize it and we kind mm. of think that it's okay and think that it's fine when actually um it's not and we can actually work on that constantly when we're moving mm. and when we're training. So like yeah, we'll always start sessions with as you know, like breathing. Um because our breathing is linked to our pelvic floor. And, uh, yeah, it's the base of our core. So, like, yeah, every time you sneeze, cough, lift, push, pull, uh, the pelvic floor is always being um, pressurised. And so it's always being weakened, even if... It feels that way. yeah, 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 yeah. So even, like, you'll get strong and we'll improve the strength of it. And if we don't do anything for a few weeks, it can kind of go back to where it was. And so it's this constant, yeah, trying to, like any muscle in the body or muscles in the body, we have to try and keep them... Keep them strong. I'm
2: Mm. clenching now. I'm clenching. I'm really going for it. Jellyfish, jellyfish. (laughs) Jellyfish, jellyfish.
0: Yeah. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
2: Was that, um, was that difficult then? Like, cause you obviously would have been super fit before you had a baby and then, yeah, like all of us, your
4: body really changed after you. Was, was that yeah. hard to sort of deal with? Well, i um, so I'm, I've never had the body, like the bikini fitness body. Um, for me I've, yeah, I'm quite body, I am body conscious. Um, yeah. So post pregnancy, I just did more of what I did before, which was wearing baggy t-shirts and baggy tops. Um I don't mind wearing leggings cuz I got kind of muscly legs so that's great. Um but post pregnancy I I think for me it was all about how can I possibly run a fitness space for women when I don't have the perfect body or
0: hmm. um post
4: pregnancy and and that was a major challenge for me hmm. to kind of go I don't, like, deserve to be running a space for women mm. um, when I don't even feel confident about my own body. That seems a bit weird. Mm. Um, but I guess it's just maybe it's that understanding that works um, when I have conversations with people. And it's like, it's not about that. It's about how you feel and when we move and what that gives. So for me, exercise is, is a bit of a therapy, but it isn't about how I look, even though that's a nice benefit. Yeah. are on there in the line.
3: I think that that was the biggest fundamental shift with my relationship with exercise is like, it was always associated, Oh, I've got to do so many runs or exercise classes and then I'll get a size smaller or my Mm. bum will get smaller or my, you know, things will look better. And when I kind of let all of that go, then I really enjoyed it. And I liked how it felt and like, and especially, you know, I came to you in a pretty dark time of my separation and like just every week lifting a heavier weight, like just getting, improving just felt like little mil- milestones and like I was getting better at something like that for me yeah. was an enormous help and and like yeah and just feeling stronger you, it does change your mental health and I just had a better relationship with them but I think god I'm powerful I can do this I can
2: lift this massive weight above my head or do these mini squats you're talking about that dirty dancing routine we used to do aren't you <coughs> just say it just say it why you say so passive aggressive <laughs> <laughs> Many 62 kilograms 63, 64 after lockdown. Super light.
3: Yeah, that's what we used to do. I remember um, I was doing some training beforehand and I said, I think I fu- fucked my back after your um, uh, 40th birthday. So we, d- we did the lift twice. Yeah. Early in the day, early in the party when I hadn't had any drinks and then at the end of the party when I had had all of the yeah. gin. <laughs>
2: And I was like, let's do the lift. Woo. Um, yeah. I mean, do you advise lifting 43-year-old women above your head as as an exercise? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. yeah,
3: definitely. yeah, yeah Especially if good. you can
4: hold your body very rigid. Uh,
3: yeah. yeah and we yeah. did it every night in in edinburgh <laughs> Jesus yeah yes. every night i lifted you on in various things. states of uh, physical fitness and all hungoverness yeah. Yeah. You know, i've
2: you seen get... how much it's
4: amazing what you're doing it's amazing yeah. i've seen how much you get out of it yeah.
3: yeah no i do feel i do feel really
4: powerful yeah afterwards and okay. that's what fitness should be isn't it yeah like it should feel nice so whatever it is that you do whether mm. it's yoga or pilates or strength training or running or whatever it should feel like that, that you're in a space where you can let you skip wear to what it. you want, do, you know, f- yeah. sweat and not give a crap. And all the women that come to us report like being in the gym and being commented on or told what to do. And actually, we just need nice spaces where we can be free to enjoy the thing that we're there to do which is to move yeah Yeah. you do feel much more self-conscious when you've got that
3: sort of energy around you yeah Mm. yeah I don't even think about it now but beforehand I was like oh god am I looking too fat I'm gonna do this or that sort of thing that's what we've kind of been conditioned to feel
4: yeah and lots of people get fit to go to the gym you know it's Mm. kind of like let's just get rid of that like just come as you are and just like yeah yeah nobody we don't Yeah, not that we don't care but it just doesn't matter like we're all starting from wherever we're starting from Mm. with our own stuff everybody's got baggage everybody's got stuff on their shoulders and um, sometimes actual I mean, human women
3: yes <laughs> sometimes 43 year old ladies
2: uh um, yeah Yeah, no, that's good um but like for anyone who can't get to a gym can't afford a personal trainer or perhaps they're you know living through a global pandemic and they can't go anywhere uh suzanne what what's some stuff we can do at home to kind of keep fit and strong
4: so there, like there's so much stuff online now, and there's lots and lots of like free stuff out there as well. Um, it's kind of what fitness businesses do. They chuck out the free stuff and then, yeah, sell you stuff later.
2: Like drug um, dealers. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly.
4: But I think the same as if you were going to find a space, it's the same thing. You find the thing that looks like it's the right thing for you with the right people. Mm. Um, so delete all the, the crap that makes you feel like crap and mm. um, the stuff that, yeah you end up comparing yourself to and, and just mm. um and then find the, the people that make you feel nice and then follow their free stuff. Basically. Cause Instagram, but, now that there's Instagram TV, yeah. lots of people put their really own, cool um,
3: their own fitness things online. Ellie did the Joe Wicks. Did Joe yeah. Wicks? Yeah, did quite a lot, Joe right? a lot of Joe Wicks. He was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
2: yeah. I Yeah. I did his, um, I did his uh, three month thingy a couple mm. of years ago. And then in lockdown, we did the PE that's with Joe. Right. Yeah. Not, i'm gonna say every morning but most mornings uh but what i found weirdly about doing it at home as well is that i found and just <laughs> sounds mad and i'm saying it out loud but you have to put workout gear on i find like because i've tried that like, doing a jay workout in my pajamas no. and it just doesn't feel right no and you know e- or just even in just clothes like there's something about i find anyway putting on the proper leggings and the yeah yeah, yeah. Little, and you know and don't have to be expensive but no. there's
4: something do you think is that a common thing suzanne yeah. there's something
2: mental about putting on the right oh, equipment there's and, nothing
4: better than getting a new like t-shirt or a new pair of leggings or even new trainers and putting them on and then yeah yeah and a, a good sports part, bra. Of the, part of the theme isn't it yeah, yeah. and just getting a good it, sports bra. yeah I yeah
3: I just have to do it um, regularly or I don't do it at all. I'm very quick to get out of any yeah. any kind of exercise routine. And if I kind of just go right, I'm going to have half an hour to myself. Yeah. But also when you're at home, there's always something to do, isn't there?
0: Yeah. But and also that's the hardest thing
3: when you're yeah. in lockdown. I was like going. Good I could talking, do, I I could those, do yeah. some yoga with Adrienne, but I could just lie down or do a poo for half an hour and yeah. shut the door. Yeah, yeah
2: I need am one of these people. I need a schedule. So at the moment, I'm doing I have to start the marathon running from scratch again. So I'm doing the couch to 5k app because it's just like, right, three times a week. You have to do three runs. And that's like a list I can tick off. Yeah. And I find that really motivating. Mm. I'm like, yeah, with Joe Wicks as well. It's like all right, You have to do this many a week. But, yeah, you could sit around all day going, oh, I could do that.
3: Yeah, but just um,
2: eat ham out of the fridge, out of the, straight out of the packet, which I have done recently. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just eat all the baby bells and have to go down to the shops and buy more baby bells without mm, yeah. the kids knowing. But I think that's that's what I found works for me, having, having an appointment, even if yeah. it's with myself. And yeah, putting on the gear, whether it's as I say, cheap like Primark, or for my birthday last year, you got me a sweaty Betty. Yes, uh, I did. Merino running top.
0: <laughs> oh my god,
2: <laughs> it's so good. Loved it's probably it. the nicest piece of clothing I own, including my <laughs> wedding dress. To be quite <laughs> honest, that's how much I love it. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. Think I
3: think that's that's very key, and also, oh, and have a um, exercise buddy. I know yeah. Ellie and I will never run together. Um, we had a running coach, uh, lovely elki but we
2: run at different paces Constantly, and different yeah. styles and all that sort of stuff and and that's okay we're cool with that yeah i don't i do Personally, I'm going to speak for myself, I don't give a shit how fast anyone else runs, mm. and to be quite honest, I'm not really interested. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When I'm running, it's about me and my own goals and my own, you mm. know, ticking it off my. Some days, yeah, it's just about ticking it off the list. It's not even about fitness, or it's just like fuck. I said I've got to do this to myself. I have to keep this promise. I'm going to just fucking do it, and then and you're probably the hardest on yourself. More than anybody else, you've probably
3: got your own sort of, what's it called, checklist in your own head.
2: Yeah, yeah. I probably should
4: give more fucks about what other people
2: think (laughs) now I'm having this conversation.
4: (laughs) No, but you're right. It's the routine, isn't it? It's like going at that time on that day, I'm just going to do this thing. And during lockdown, it's going to be the same. Like, Mm. yeah, we haven't changed anything. We said your timetable is still your timetable. Yeah. Stay doing the thing. And if anything, just add other little bits in that. That are manageable. And fitness doesn't have to be hard. It can be really nice and easy. Mm. It can be slow, steady, nice pace for 10 minutes, is just as good as spending an hour sweating.
3: Yeah. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it depends. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah. It depends on the context. <laughs> Ten yes, exactly right.
3: Yeah. Oh well, there awesome. we go. I think we've done fitness, lads. I think you? we have done uh. fitness. Just get out there, people, or you know, find a little
2: or stay in there. Yeah, yeah. Do Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah.
3: And where can people find uh Fitology or Hub on the
4: internet? Fitology <laughs> Hub. 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 Um, yeah. On uh we have an Instagram. We have a website. Um we have a Facebook page trying to be better at putting things out there. Um, but yeah, we're in Broccoli and doing more online stuff. So, mm. so you can get involved, do a bit of a Zoom class with yeah. you and Amber.
3: and Yeah. Thank you. So we should do some Scummy Mummy Confession. Yes, we should. <clears throat> uh, my Scummy Mummy Confession is that the first time I met the lovely Susanna, I was so sick i'd been so hungover. i'd thrown up and i was about 10 minutes late because i was throwing up and that was how, my introduction so you made me i think two coffees and we had to talk about while i was feeling very hitler? very that <laughs> sounded good. <laughs> like. you have to talking about hitler oh it's i love World your... War two you know i love yeah. that um <laughs> fitness uh with me being sick and i don't th- i don't think that's the only time i've r- r- rocked up very very unwell but uh suzanne's mm. been very nice to me I, I think I've, that's a
4: lie I'm sure you've turned up quite a few
3: times. Yeah, <laughs> hungover. most times uh, hungover, and <laughs> but we still lifted weights.
4: and That's yep. good. Yeah. Yep. Um, Have you got one, Suzanne? The story that I, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I when I lost my child, basically I was, um, it was my nana's funeral um, last November. It was this time last year, so it's like an anniversary story. And um, Irish funerals are. You know, good fun, um, full of lots of hundreds of people eating and drinking. And I was sitting in the foyer with my um, uncles having a few pints of Guinness, chatting. And it's great because when you go back to Ireland, like Zayden has a ton of cousins. So we don't really have anybody here. And then when he goes there, he's loads of cousins and they're all playing around. It's great fun. Don't even have to mind him um, or do any work as a mother. Um, but then um, my nieces and yeah niece ran up and said, we've lost Zayden. And we were, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, World fell apart in two oh, seconds, God. and I managed to organise the whole foyer. Um, people like all these yeah, pissed people. Basically, he'd just gone back into the party and was dancing around and playing with the adults, and they were all like, "Isn't he lovely? Isn't he gorgeous?" But nobody kind of said he just to sort him. of toddling <laughs> around the yeah. time. So the we were people. outside everywhere: car <laughs> oh, parks, no. Oh, no. reception, toilets, and, uh. and all the rest of it. So yeah. Oh, oh there here we go. Thank you very much. I felt I felt good.
2: So we don't know when this is going out, so who knows what state the world will be in by the <clears> time this <throat> goes out. But it's possible you might be able to come and see us do a live show. Maybe. Why not look up scummywhenweshop.com? Yes, which yeah. sells mugs, towels and t shirts. It does. Buy one of those. And yeah. Suzanne. Uh you
3: have some online uh things you can do, but just to check <laughs> you out. Um, yeah, you think? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. now it's all on the then. Instagrams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll yeah. put that all on the thing. Thank really. you very
2: much. Thank you so much, Suzanne. Thank you. So Suzanne. Much. Thank you. <laughs> for thank <having> you. <laughs> and thank you for listening. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Don't don't. I'll start river dancing in a minute It'll be awful. <laughs> <laughs> She'll have to leave. She loves um, Ireland and
4: all things Irish. Do you love river dance? Actually, do you yeah. like river dance? I had to do Irish dancing as a kid, and I say had to because my mother forced me into it. Ah. Um, so I did the whole jiggy thing, and like, I'm still in. It's good with a few drinks for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, tell um, me about
2: it. I yeah. once, I was, I would cut this out, but um, I uh, I was once doing it in a pub on Christmas. And I was I'm one of these terrible fucking pubs in New Cross, and I was shit faced. And uh, when I'm shit faced, sometimes I river dance, especially if they played. But I think I know
4: the pub in New Cross on the corner that I really old Irish.
2: That sounds like all the pumps in your Cross. Yes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've never done river dance properly. I've never had training, but I started doing it. And this this Irish woman came up to me and was like, "Ah, oh, you're amazing!" Like said, I was like, "No, <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. I've won prizes. I've won prizes. <laughs> it, was, it was the best day of my life."
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.